following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! And from the DraftKings studios here on the Virginia side of the Potomac, welcome to the Bob Matthews Show, everyone. Hope everybody is having a good day. Yep, we are just about ready for preseason game number two for York, Washington Capitals. Here we go. Damn right, here we go. Smith Pell of the Washington Post is going to join us in just a few minutes. We're going to preview that as well as get the latest on what's going on with Nicholas Backstrom and his injury and what might have to happen here in the next couple of weeks if Backy is not ready to go. Caps put out their roster Tuesday night uh, as for, uh, vis-a-vis the game with the Devils. So here is who you were going to see on the ice. Ovi will be there. Connor McMichael, Hendricks LaPierre, Mike Vichon, Anthony Mantha, Axel Johnson Philippe, let's see, uh, Beck Mastelin, Alexi Protus, Shane Gersich, Brian Pino, Mason Morelli, Cody Clark, TJ Oshie, Evgeny Kuznetsov on defense. You got Nick Jensen, Michael Kempney, Lucas Johansson, Alex Alexiev. Vincent Iorio, Matt Irwin, and John Carlson, Ilya Samsonov, and Zach Fuscal will be your goaltenders. And my sincerest apologies to the folks whose names I butchered just now. Sorry, it happens occasionally. The Capitals are coming off that 3-2 shootout loss to the Boston Bruins. And an interesting little tactic, if I understood... Uh, What our good friend J.J. Reagan was saying the other day, apparently every game is going to go to a shootout, something that Peter Laviolette elected to do in the preseason. And I I think that's interesting, you know, and it's going to give some young players some, some, you know, really good experience. Uh, Of the young guys, I think LaPierre was probably the standout in the first game. We'll talk to Sam about that in just a few minutes. He recorded a couple of assists. Connor McMichael is a guy who you don't know what's going to happen here at the beginning of the season. McMichael might just get that call-up that everybody is expecting a little bit earlier than they thought uh, because Nicholas Backstrom still not on the ice. He is rehabbing away from training camp, and if that's the case, you got to figure once he's good to go health-wise, it's going to take a couple of weeks for him to get into shape. So Sam's going to break down exactly what that might mean for this roster, which, as I think all of us are aware, has literally zero room against the salary cap. There are going to be some hard decisions that are going to have to be made here in short order. So we'll have to see what happens with that. One piece of good news from camp via Tarek El-Bashir and a bunch of other folks covering training camp, and that is that Lars Eller 
was back at practice today. Again, good news because the Capitals at this point just can't afford any injuries without making some major, major decisions on that roster. All right, let's take a break real quick. When we come back, Samantha Pell, the Washington Post, joins us. We break down everything you need to know for preseason game number two against the Devils tomorrow, Wednesday night. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Boys and girls, week three of football is in the books, and now it is time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet a dollar on any football game. So listen up. You don't want to miss this. Head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Place a bet of $1 on any game this week. Receive $150 in free bets instantly. We're talking free play here. Doesn't get any better than that. Now, Sportsbook is not yet available in your state. DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. You receive $150 in free bets when you do, and all you have to do is place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Time for another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls with Washington Capitals insider Samantha Pell of the Washington Post. Sam, good to talk to you again. How are we doing? Doing good. What about yourself? Not not bad. So did you hear the big boom, apparently, that everybody was talking about in the DMV today? What, what was going on with that? You know, no, I didn't. I was reading it on Twitter this morning when I got to Cavs training camp, and I was like, maybe I just completely slept through all of that. But no, I definitely didn't hear it. <laughs> All right. I, I know everybody's going nuts about it up there. So a- anyways, let's let's talk hockey. That's that's a lot. That's a lot more fun. Um, all right. First preseason game is in the books. Um, your general impressions of it. I know we can't you know, we can't read a lot into it. But hey, Hendrix LaPierre, two assists. That's mm-hmm. got to be good, right? Yeah, I definitely think LaPierre actually had a really good night, you know, with a lot of these young guys like LaPierre and McMichael and Ferravari, I mean, mistakes are going to happen. You know, they're not going to be in the right place. They're probably not going to be perfect. Um, so, you know, we did see some of those kind of errors throughout the game. But for the most part, yeah, I would say all those guys kind of held their own. And LaPierre especially, I think, kind of made a name for himself just right off the bat, uh, kind of getting those two assists, being in the right place at the right time, I think. Overall, the takeaway was it was the preseason opener. Um, it's still a lot to kind right. of work on and get through. And, you know, they have a six game preseason slate this year. They had none last year. So a lot of time for, you know, different options to be seen from line combinations and D pairs and just honestly getting a lot of these young guys playing time. They haven't played in quite some time. Yeah. The, and in the three guys that you just mentioned, I mean, if, if there are going to be call ups this year, and obviously there inevitably will, but those are the three guys we presume are going to be making the move from Hershey first. So, you know, in general, did 
the moment not look too big for him? I mean, obviously, Faravari's had time in the NHL. McMichael was there for a cup of coffee last year. But in general, do they look like three guys that are going to eventually belong? Yeah, I definitely think they all kind of eventually will belong, you know, up here in the NHL. I think uh, Alexi Protis is probably also another one of those names that you can also kind of throw in the mix. I think Protis is one of those guys who Laviolette hasn't seen in any preseason action um, so far while he's been here. And I think they're really looking forward to seeing him Wednesday night and what he can do. But yeah, I would say all of those guys collectively look like they can make the leap. It's just about when they can, who's right in what position and the timing of that. And, you know, do the Capitals honestly have enough money and space to kind of make it all happen? Yeah, that and and that's the other thing. They're so tied up against the cap that we, you know, we we don't know if they're going to have to deal somebody just to just to come up with that space. Um, what about Nicholas Backstrom? What's what's the latest on him and the injured hip? Yeah, for Nicholas, you know, he obviously has that hip injury. He's been rehabbing it off site uh, currently. And with him, he's solicited as week to week. The team really doesn't know. Um, when he's going to return at this stage or it's officially there's really not telling us at this point but there's really no leaning either way about you know if he's going to be ready for the season opener but it seems like the team is preparing for him to be out for a good amount of time I mean week to week isn't day to day it's not like he's guaranteed he's going to be back this week and when you think about it season opener is October 13th that's right around the corner a couple weeks from now and uh, they really don't have a lot of time even to get him back to full strength. I mean, we haven't seen him skating at all. That's always one of the first signs, you know, when you see guys coming back from anything. So I would say it's still very up in the air. I, it would not surprise me in the slightest if he misses, you know, the first couple weeks. So let's say that that Nicholas Backstrom is out for some sort of extended time. The fact that the Capitals are so tight against that salary cap, what are they going to have to do procedurally if, say, you know, it, it looks like he'll be back, but he won't be back for, say, two or three weeks. What do they have to do? Yeah, so there's a couple of different options with the Capitals and Backstrom. Either, I guess, simply, if he's only going to be out maybe a couple games or, you know, even five games, they could opt to put him on IR, which would mean his entire salary cap hit stays on the books. And they're a little bit um, messed up salary cap-wise. They could probably only add one more forward to mm-hmm. make 12 forwards to actually have a healthy lineup with Nick on IR. That means no extras on defense or forward position. If Backstrom is going to be out for 10 games in 24 days, that would mean he goes on LTIR. And that means his salary cap would come off the books and they could actually add more players to help fill a spot. They would have room for extras since, you know, Backstrom does make a good chunk of their salary cap. Um, so there's a bunch of different options that the Capitals can try. I mean, it's all about risk and reward. Is it are you positive Backstrom's not going to be ready before 10 games? Then maybe you just put him on IR and you see how it goes or you're confident that he needs that time and you can kind of get help um, at the beginning of the season. Um, all right. So 10 games is kind of the threshold there. Um, I mean, that that puts a lot of pressure on the rest of the roster, right? Because you would essentially be going be going one player short. Am I right? Uh, so they would be able to add a player to fill Backstrom's role. So either that's a McMichael or a Scarboso or a Pinho. Um, one of those guys would be able to fill the hole, but they just wouldn't have enough salary cap room to put, um, you know, a 13th forward or a 7th D. So if someone went down, they couldn't call anyone up. 
gotcha. uh, okay. which is the issue. <laughs> right. I haven't, I haven't checked. Um, uh, I haven't checked the cap website the salary cap websites lately. Are they, I mean, are they literally, you know, within a couple hundred thousand dollars of the salary cap, cap limit to where it's just, it, you literally, there's no one out there you can add. Yeah, as of right now, let's say that Backstrom is healthy and he's good to go to start the season. Mm-hmm. It seems like the Capitals could either do 13 forwards and 60, or they could do 12 forwards and 70. So it looks like they're going to be able to have one extra to start the season if Backstrom is healthy and everyone else is healthy. It's if Backstrom is not healthy, where things kind of go a little haywire, which we might be right. getting to. Right, right, because it's uh, you know, time is time's just running out here. So part of the things that uh, part of the part of your story that's uh, in the post today, and I I encourage everyone to get a subscription to the post online uh, or get it delivered to your house because print is still good. But um, you talk about the fact that they are that they're taking a look at at different options with the kids at center mm-hmm. if if Backstrom uh, can't go. Um, and we've already talked about McMichael, I know, but uh, I mean, did he, did he seem, did his play seem improved from the one, I know one game last year is, is you can hardly have a measuring stick with that, but I mean, did, did he, did he look like, you know, they, they could be somewhat okay if, if they have to, if, if they have to put Backstrom on the IR? Yeah, I think McMichael, they still need to see more out of him. I think just personally, I think one preseason game is good, but that was kind of just getting his legs under him and getting back used to NHL, you know, players and going and doing all of that. So I think he probably needs a few more preseason games to see where he's at and his progression. But I know he worked a lot on faceoffs this summer. He said he feels more comfortable just playing in the NHL in general with some of these guys. So, you know, I think he's definitely one of their top options to fill that center role. I think it's going to all be about, you know, does Peter Laviolette feel comfortable with a younger guy like McMichael, or does he feel more comfortable with maybe one of those veteran guys like Scarbosa or Pinho or, you know, just someone else that isn't, you know, kind of just trying to make their big NHL leap right now. Yeah. That, that was going to be my next question. Um, You've covered Laviolette a lot closer than I have. Any way to tell what kind of a coach he is when it comes to that. I mean, it's his philosophy. Yeah. I always, I, I try to make the comp, you know, Joe Gibbs always loved a veteran quarterback. Yeah. He'd do mm-hmm. anything he could to get a veteran quarterback started. He would hate to go with a first or a second year guy is Lavi that kind of a coach where he, you know, prefers a veteran, especially in a position like center over, over a kid that maybe needs a little more seasoning. Yeah, you know, I think he was asked that the other day, and I think he said, you know, it's honestly all about situation and situational, and does he think the kid is ready versus not? I think age is really just a number in hockey. It's going to be more about your IQ. Does it fit? Do you work with your line mates? Um, You know, Laviolette in the past has seen last year like to just insert players when other players got hurt into their exact position versus switch up all floor lines to, you know, if a player went out. So, you think about the fourth line last year with Haglund and Dowd and Hathaway. I mean, that line stuck together for the entire um, season and they never changed. Dowd never moved up when there was kind of those center injuries. Laviolette just plugged another guy in um, to that mix. And that's maybe something that we'll see this year. So if McMichael does come in, you know, I don't think he would be playing on that fourth line. I think they would throw him maybe into a top six role. And would McMichael be ready for that? I don't know. 
Um, Would he even be ready for a third line role? I don't know. Um, So I think it's all going to be about whether Laviolette and the coaching staff feel like they can trust, I mean, any of these players in general, um, you know, either probably on the second or third line. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's an interest, it's going to, it's a hell of a position that Laviolette's going to be in if Backstrom can't go, because that means either moving Evgeny Kuznetsov, who has all the talent to be your first line center, but we're not sure yet if still, if he has the head for it or putting a 20 year old prospect like McMichael up there, that's, that's not, those aren't the two greatest options in the world, are they? Yeah, it's definitely difficult. I think, you know, Kuznetsov will honestly probably start on the top line. They've been really practicing a lot with Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Mantha um, on that top line, which seems to be the way that they at least want to try it. I think this year you might see lines be a little bit more balanced, at least to start the year, just if Backstrom's gone to kind of give help to maybe a younger kid who's filling in like McMichael on the third line. I could see Oshie you know, being with him and Connor Sherry kind of going on the other side and Sprong and Wilson, maybe with Eller um, on the second line, like just something like that to kind of balance everything out and see if they can kind of rotate it a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, there's so many options without Backstrom. It's, it's definitely going to be a difficult choice for the coaching staff. All right. Last question for you. Uh, What are you going to be looking for when, when the puck drops on Wednesday night in this game against the Devils? Yeah, I think, you know, I at least would hope to see Michael Kempney play um, on Wednesday and kind of see where he's at. I think he's a really big part of their defense. And if they can trust him and rely on him, then maybe we see a little bit more structure in the top six. Maybe we see TVR definitely switch to the left and be able to play with Jensen on a third pairing or second pairing. Um, So that'd probably be one big thing. I think probably the other one is seeing that top line. I think we're going to see Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and Mantha together on Wednesday. And I'm at least curious, even though it's preseason, to see how those three guys mesh. Um, you know, with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov, it's been Tom Wilson in the past. Um, so I'm curious to see how Mantha kind of does with those two guys in particular. Samantha Pell of the Washington Post. Sam, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, we will all enjoy the game on Wednesday night, and we will talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. As always, Sam is always a great sport coming on. All right, picking the clock on the wall, say we got to get on out of here. Don't forget to go to the Hockey Podcast Network page and download the podcast every time it comes out. You can also find it on at megaphone.fm. Have a great one. We will talk to you post-game Wednesday. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white. Just